Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. And welcome to the Joy Superpower series in which we explore special powers each and every one of us can cultivate in order to navigate these turbulent times in which we live. I'm Andrew Cannon, and I have the honor to be your host. And in this episode, I'm super excited to be talking with Kai Fuentes about the joy superpower of self-love. Welcome to the show, Kai. Woohoo! Thank you. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. This is really exciting. Thank you well, for having me. That's great. I'm really looking forward to this. And, but to get us going, could you please briefly tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your, your journey and your passion for this topic? Yeah. So my day job is I've been in market research for 20 years. I'm a qualitative specialist, but I would say I've been on a, on a spiritual quest and a spiritual journey probably for about 20 years now. But if I were to think about when my journey began in terms of really deeping, diving deep into self-love, um, I would say um, when I had my first son nine years ago now, time flies, and um, I dealt a lot with postpartum depression mm-hmm. that people don't talk about. And I was in a really dark space and place in my life at that time. I was, you know, starting, well, my business was kind of, was about three years old at that time. I was a new mom. I was, you know, experiencing all different kinds of emotions from the pregnancy. I had a really traumatic birth the first time um, with, with my first child. Um, And, you know, I was in a dark place. I really was. And I started trying to figure out what can I do to make myself happy and to Mm. make my, and take myself to this next, to the next level of being happy. And I was stuck in a rut and my business was suffering because I was stagnant. So it's really important for business owners to constantly work and strive to be better, work and strive to accept yourself constantly because your business really thrives off of your energy and where you are in your life. When your business gets bigger, then it takes a life on its own. But for the first decade or so, the business is really about your energy and what you're Mm -hmm. bringing to the table. Um, And with that, you know, so I was feeling all kinds of ways and I started Um, working on different kinds of techniques um, to make myself feel good. Um, And that originally started with my mom. You know, she said to me, you know, you need to to do more self-love, you know, go Mm. to the spa. So I started by (laughs) doing self-love, giving myself self-love by going to the spa, right? So I would do that every, you know, every two months, spend a whole bunch of money, come out, and I was still empty. Then it went to, okay, so I'm going to incorporate yoga with these spa dates. Did that, still felt empty. And I just started incorporating different self-love techniques Mm. as I went along the way. Um, And, you know, I'm also a biofeedback counselor. So I got my um, biofeedback degree probably about 15, maybe 18 years ago now. And... I started incorporating what I learned um, from my training um, to my own life. 
And I realized that self-love is not just about blowing a whole bunch of money at the spa or just, or yoga. It's a constant relationship with yourself. It's a constant growing of yourself. Self-love is really comes from self-acceptance. When I was able to accept Kai for who she is, for my strengths, for my weaknesses, for my insecurities, then I was able to um, really start providing myself self-love. Mm-hmm. And what did that, and what does that look like for me now that I've been on this journey for a decade? And now I, I help clients and patients with, you know, self-love and with wellness. And that's a huge part of who I am. That's, you know, my side gig from running yeah, the yeah, business. Yeah. <laughs> and um, now, you know, self what self-love looks like to me is, spending time with yourself every day. Mm. Um, the most radical act of self-love you can do is spending time with yourself. And that's in meditation and it's spending time with yourself in a silent place. So that's the first piece. Then the physical piece of eating well, staying hydrated, exercising when you can. I know life is hard and busy sometimes. Mm. And then the third piece is with self-love is being kind to yourself and showing yourself grace Mm. and talking nicely to yourself, speaking to yourself in the way that you would want other people to, to, to speak to you. Um, I realized that a lot of my thoughts were negative, super negative. And for, so now I do this trick where for every negative thought I have, I have to replace it with three positive thoughts. Ooh, three to one. I love that. Yeah, the three to one thing that works. I like to do things in threes, but also it's a, I'm also a numerology kind of girl, but um, all that really makes you dig deep about who you are and where and, and where you where you're going. So, for instance, if I were to say, oh, I'm in, like, oh, gosh, Kai, I hate when you're so insecure and you're insecure because when you were 10, blah, 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 blah. And then when you were 10, you were not worthy enough. And, and I will spiral into this whole thing. So now instead, I, I, I'll stop myself and say, okay, that happened. That's no longer my narrative. That's, that does not serve mm. me anymore. What serves me is that, Kai, you're bold, you're secure, and you're loving. You know, so I'll, yeah. I'll play these tricks with myself. Mm, that's good. That's good. Otherwise, somebody's going to play tricks with you. Um, mm-hmm. So it's good to take control of, of that process as well. So if... This was wonderful. Thank you. And if I summarize the three thoughts that came to my mind when you talked about your definition for self-love, um, I feel this there's a self-acceptance element, which obviously has a self-awareness element of it. So to spend time getting to know yourself, um, who you really are, not trying to be somebody else, but who you are today is, is more than good enough. Um, for sure, would be one part. And then there's a physical side of it too, to, to make sure that you're, you're also working on your, your, your physical side, which isn't always easy, as you said, but the basics of, of water, hydration, um, nutrition. Sure. And the third one then would be kindness. Be kind to yourself. Whoever you see in the mirror um, today, whether you know, you're not 100% happy with the physical or the, the self-acceptance, be kind, be gentle with yourself is that sort of a good summary of what you uh... oh that's a perfect that's a perfect summary and you know and and that's really important what you mentioned about like you know where you're at like even the physical piece right so mm. as as a mom my 
body looks much different than what it was, you know, prior to two kids, prior to Mm. breastfeeding, two very hungry boys. And um, I had to accept that too. And I had to realize that it's okay if I'm not like a size six anymore. That's okay. okay. You know, I'll never, I'll never get back to that size and nor do I want to be because my journey Mm. brought me to where I am. And I appreciate the journey of from where I came from to who I am. And I look forward to the journey of, you know, continuing to to grow. Right. And that journey is now um, and not somewhere five years ago who you were. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And also like not who you're going to be in five years, like not rehearsing the future if you can. Mm. And and it's interesting because I toggle a lot with that back and forth in terms of because it's important to, you know, visualize what, where you want to go in life and where you want to be in life. Right. But then folks also say, it's also important to stay in the now. Mm -hmm. So how do you stay in the now? If you are, you know, focusing and manifesting your goals and, and, and where and what you want to be. So that's actually a personal struggle that I have constantly where sometimes I'm in the future and I'm like, wait, come back to the now. And I'm like, wait, but I, uh, you know, that sounds so like we're going to have to do another that. podcast on on the power of mindfulness and but also yeah. on the power of intentioning and manifestation and how mm. those two intertwine. So that I've been look. doing a lot of that lately, and Ooh. let me tell you, it's some it's powerful work. Powerful yeah. work. Powerful. I look yeah. forward to that. But let me drag you back to the moment, and let me drag okay. you back to to self-love and one of the questions I get when both internally and externally is this difference between positive and negative self-love you know we talk about negative self-love we see narcissism very clearly and I wonder how you see the line between those two and how do you avoid overstepping that line yeah it's interesting I had to do a lot of work with narcissism because growing up, unfortunately, I, I was exposed to a lot of narcissism. So I have what a lot of people call narcissistic fleas Mm. because, you know, some of those traits I've gained by osmosis and, you know, some of those traits I repel and I get freaked out if I see it, because I can Mm. see it coming. Yeah. So narcissism, you know, is just self-involvement you know, put constantly putting yourself on a pedestal, not in a good way, Mm. being manipulative, using other people for your own gain. Um, So I could see that a mile away. And negative, you know, self-love is not talking nice about yourself. Um, Mm. You know, speaking mean words about yourself constantly and constantly having negative thoughts. I think folks, should understand the power of your thoughts. You change your thinking, you change your life. And it's just that simple. The more you, you attract more with positive energy than you do with negative energy. Mm, sure, definitely on this joy journey, I've been, I've been finding that out, um, you know, getting to talk with people like you, such, such a pleasure, such an attraction of this joy energy that you get when you, you walk down this path. And it's, it's amazing to feel that. So I'd say, okay, so the narcissist, has this in a way a bit of negative self-love but they don't recognize it and therefore they yeah. externally project it whereas people who and they just, use others too right exactly I'm sorry like and they use others in that right the mm. negative direct is just you're doing it to yourself narcissism yeah. is 
yourself and other people. Yeah, correct. So it's a double negative for yeah, exactly. that, as opposed to this awareness of, of who you are and having compassion for yourself and therefore having the ability to have compassion for others uh, in that same regard, knowing you're not perfect yourself is that. And that's obviously a challenge with researchers as, as we both have had a career in this industry is that we can get these perfectionist tendencies where we don't think we're not good enough. You know, that project wasn't good enough. Our report's not good enough. Um, and we can be a bit hard on ourselves, I think, as a profession. And so we could do with some more self-love. So thank you for, for trumpeting that, that message. Yeah. If you talk about some of your own stories, if you wouldn't mind sharing um, when it comes to, to self-love, um, have there sort of been any challenges that you felt? And you talked a little bit about the, the mother challenge and maybe talk a bit more about that or work and, and how does self-love now show up in your in your life I have to remind myself constantly self-love it this is a this is a constant mm. thing I work on um for many years I never believed I was good enough just that was just my thought I wasn't good enough for this project I wasn't good enough as a mother, I wasn't good enough as a spouse. I wasn't good enough as a sister. Um, I constantly felt that. And a lot of that actually came from, you know, being exposed to narcissism at such a young age. And so, so I work with that. So now self-love looks like for me every day, it's a, every, it's a thing every day I work on. I have mantras that, you know, I post in my bedroom, in our bedroom, in the bathroom, in my wallet. Little sticky you know, notes. Little, sticky, little notes. sticky notes. In my wallet, it's funny. I was opening my wallet. I was at dinner with a friend the other night and I went to go get my, my credit card and all of these index cards of mantras <laughs> fell out instead of the card and I was looking through my wallet and she's like, <laughs> what is all this? And I started sharing with her these mantras that I keep in my wallet. Mm. Um, just constantly reminders. You are loved. You are good enough. Today, you are enough. You are perfect in this moment. Um, so I, so I, it's, it's a constant thing I work on. Also, I'm super intentional about what I wear in terms of the jewelry that I wear. Okay. So I wear certain jewelry to remind me of self-love. Um, so for instance, my nine-year-old is a, he's obsessed with 3d printing. I, I like he could 3d print anything. It's, it's bananas. <laughs> so we have all these 3d printed things in the house, but he prints for me these 3d printed rings. Aww. So yeah, it's very sweet. So, you know, um, I wear them, but, um, each one has a different meaning for me to give myself self-love daily. So there's one that I wear often that reminds me that I'm good enough. So if I'm before I get on a presentation or mm. before I do a focus group or before, you know, I'll kind of look at the ring and it, it's a reminder of, no, you got this girl. You're good enough. Right. It's okay. Yeah. And so all of these things, you know, kind of help me in my self-love journey, mantras, meditation, you know, wearing specific jewelry, like I said, mm. to, to remind myself. And also, you know, I think accountability partners are important. 
Okay. So tell me more so about I that. Have, tell me more. Yeah. So I have, I have an accountability partner who is my best friend and we are both on different journeys working on ourselves. Mm. Um, she's on her own journey and I'm on a self-love journey. And, you know, we check in with each other about how we're doing with that journey and how things are going. And if I say something to her in a conversation, she'll hold me accountable for that and say, mm. okay, give me three things now that you said something negative about yourself. So yeah. having somebody join in on your journey that you trust, a trusted source is really important because I hold her to task for certain things that, you know, on her journey, we both know what we want, what we're mm. trying to accomplish and, you know, um, checking in with each other and, and having a self and, and having that accountability partner is huge. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Remind those sticky notes reminded me of, of one of our previous guests, a, a good friend of mine now, Maria Eddington, who, who just wrote a book called Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough. And one of her things is to write a list basically starting I am and then mm. adding a positive word to it and put these sticky notes for I am. As you said, I am bold, you said, right? So that would yeah. be a beautiful yeah. one. And to have these reminders, right? They're simple things, but we so get filled with the negative thoughts. Somebody once told me that the natural negativity bias means that approximately 80% of a person's thoughts on averages are negative, right? They have a negative bias. So if we don't do anything by default, on average, we're going to think eight out of 10 sentences about ourselves will be negative, right? That's right. our natural default. So it's not a question of saying this is just going to happen naturally because our natural tendency will find fault in ourselves. You know, my ears are too big, you know, whatever physical i'm stupid um i can't do this and to say that's the, we have to intentionally then work against those 80 percent negative thoughts to think of the positive i love your three to one idea it, it, i can imagine it being a challenge in the moment when you're sometimes it is ah, yeah. yeah and then you in the moment you know you're in the moment and i'm like wait so, I'm like, wait so, you know tell me tell me you know um i think with the point that you mentioned about the i am is powerful your mm. friend you know because i've done a, mm. yeah i've done a lot of work with the i am and yeah, so hum, I am. It's 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 a, it's for folks listening. It's a powerful, powerful tool. The I am, and, mm. and you write your list until you you've almost exhausted yourself with I am, you know. And I, I certainly do a, a lot of that work as well. And also the accountability partner mm. um, can help with sharing things about you. So so my accountability partner, she will tell me things. Like we'll tell each other things like mm. you're bold, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're this. And sometimes it's just times where I just bask in her, you know, in, in her loving me. And that's part of self-love is allowing others to love you. And yes. that's something I also struggle with um, mm. a lot is receiving that love and, you know, um, sitting in a compliment Yes. I have a tough time with that. Mm, I think many of us are doing that strange. Do you it? have a tough time with yeah, that? Because because yeah. it's a thing for me. Yeah. No, especially, you know, I was brought up a Catholic and I think that has something to do with it yeah. as well. And we were sort of told, no, we can't sort of do that type thing, right? We are 
So it's, it's again, it's one of those a bit like you talked about the mindfulness and the, and the intentioning the future. For me, it's this sort of love for self and humility, um, because I think being humble is, is also a great superpower. But to do it in a positive way, again, to accept that compliment with grace and, and humbleness and not go on posting on Instagram, look, I'm bold, woohoo. Exactly. Um, you know, but to, to let it sink in the, the energy that that gift of love that you've just been given and not fight it, not push it out, um, but embrace it. But in, in a way of humility, I think is the trick, but it's not easy to do. It's not. Easy. It's not. And, you know, lately I've been, and I was talking to my accountability buddy about this lately, we've been giving strangers compliments. Mm-hmm. Have you done that? Yeah. It is, made, it, it's, it's really powerful. It, it is. It is. It's made powerful. So my little story on that, we've got time for that. a little story. So I was hiring, a, uh, renting a car the other day and I made a particular effort all that day to be, to be really complimentary to, to people serving me. Right. And, and in particular, the, the, the person serving me at the car rental and, you know, I'd ordered the, the smallest, cheapest car because it's just me. And I thought, that's, that's OK. And, and we sort of got this and he, and he had this glow now about him after this conversation. You know, he, that sort of made his day in a way and he was super happy. Uh, but he said, unfortunately, we've only got the, these two really sort of little cars, but you can go down and choose one of those. So. I said, okay, that's okay. So I was going down, do I want grey? Do I want white? Do I want grey? Do I want white? And just at that moment, the, the person down in the in the garage pulls up with this, this lovely car, you know, and parks it next to the other two and says, here are the keys. And it's like, okay, I didn't expect that. And it's like, and I'm sure these things are connected, right? The more that you are kind and love others, the more you get this love back. And then accepting it. Right. And yes. then that locks, then that locks in the whole cycle. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you accepted the car, you, you know, you shared your kind words, you accepted mm. the nice car and you went on your way, but yeah, you're right. There is definitely, you know, the universe is, uh, is funny in that way, isn't it? It is. You got to laugh. You got to laugh. You could yeah. smile at it. So, so let's talk about some of the other benefits. We've talked about some of the benefits of of self-love but just to reiterate for the listeners if they're still doubting this if you had a sort of what are the top three benefits of why they should start self-love today Mm. well uh, one you're a better person to the world to just to you're a better person to the universe like Mm. if if we if we are if we're all working at our our, at our best selves at 100 percent capacity you know this, the world would be such a fantastic place. Right. So one, it's like, it's, you, it's important to do for the universe mm. and just for the, just for the greater good, you know, yeah. then a more on a micro level, it's good to do for your community, for mm. your family, you know, just for people on your block, for your immediate family, for your mother, for your father, just that's it. That's important too. And then the third piece is you, you also do it for yourself. And self-love is important for yourself because then you can give love to others, receive love, and the cycle just completely continues. It's it's not an it's not an easy journey, you know. Accepting yourself where you are, that is the scariest thing ever. To accept yourself for your strengths, your weaknesses, what you're good at, what you're not good at, and really just sitting with that. 
So, you know, also self-love, there's a bravery Mm. that goes with that, you know? Um, And with that bravery comes confidence. And with that confidence comes a better life. Mm. So, No, I love that. But I think, you know, to give people a little bit of kindness on this as well, the challenge around it being obviously the, the, the system we live in very much pushes us to not be satisfied with who we are. Um, to always strive you're not good enough right so you've got to go to this school you've got to get this degree you've got to get this job you've got to get this amount of money you've got to get this car you've got to get this dress this handbag right there's all these things pushing us to telling us that we're not good enough and and therefore for causing us not to love ourselves in the moment but to love our future selves i'll love myself when right right when I've or lost I'll 20 pounds, this, when right, I exactly, love myself. Yes. Exactly. Or I'll start this journey when, or I'll start this mm. when. But the most important piece is to start that now. Mm, the movement. Start it, start it now, you know, mm. because there's been a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to work on myself, you know, after, you know, my youngest one isn't breastfeeding anymore. Well, it's like, well, why don't you just start it right now? Right. <laughs> you know, because... <laughs> like what are you waiting for you know it's because it's a long journey you Mm. know and it's going to have many twists and turns so you want to give yourself space for to feel all these emotions and to feel the journey Mm. so a lot to to give yourself space you need the time to do it the time is now the time you got to do it right now right and so i love that i love the way we're moving with this kind we've got sort of this idea that okay it, it sort of starts internally in a way and you've got some tricks and tips to to help you get started with these um writing down these words about yourself another one i love is just the hug right just uh, each morning stand in front of the mirror and hug yourself and say i love you andrew and you do that over a number of weeks it becomes embodied in you and you don't need necessarily to hug every day but you you still have that warm feeling when you see yourself in the mirror and that's a start and then get a friend I love that buddy idea and and you share what you love about them and and they share what they love about you because you don't see it yourself sometimes right You, you you don't see your good points so if somebody else tells you Hey, you did that yesterday. I thought that was really brave. Um, we go, wow, okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And then accept it with grace. Yeah, except with yeah, with grace. Oof, child. Yeah, I got chills from that one. My sister and I did that exercise where we talked to each other Mm. and we wrote down fifteen things that we admire about each other. Mm. Fifteen things is a lot, but it's interesting because when you're doing it for somebody else that you love it's easier than if you do it for yourself. Right. So the accountability buddy can read that back to you and that will help give you ideas so you can kind of work from there. Mm. I'll tell you what's interesting as well. If you did that with children, they would have no trouble coming up with 15 things in like 30 seconds because <laughs> they, they have no filter, right? For them, it's just, they just say it as it is and they might come up with 15 things they don't like about you as well. So that's exactly. okay. Well, the reason why I'm <laughs> laughing is because I tried this exercise with my nine-year-old, you know, uh-huh. and I was like, mama's going to tell you 15 things that, you know, that 15 things that the world sees that I love about you. And, mm. and then, you know, we'll, we'll, let's be accountability buddies. Maybe he's a little too young for this exercise. Well, out of the 15, you know, five of them were were bad <laughs> and I was like wait 
<laughs> you need to tell me five more things that you like right. about me. Not that, you know, I burnt the grilled cheese yesterday. I know I did that <laughs> or I ate all your fish sticks. <laughs> you know? or I didn't play Roblox with you, you know, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> There you go. But, but next you know, time it'll be 12 things and only three negative. And next time it'll, you know, yeah, you'll get there. It's a I training. Hope so. yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and speaking of which, and you know, the children piece is mm. how do we as practitioners in this journey of mindfulness, how do we pass this down to our kids? Right. So I've been mm. dabbling with that because it's like, okay, I have all this knowledge now. I've I'm on my journey. I've learned all this stuff. But passing it down to them is really a form of generational wealth because then, right, they will be ahead because like I spent 15 years scrambling, figuring out who I am. Do I love myself? Blah, 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 blah. But if you're coming out the gate with that mm. information, can you imagine how much the yes. world could change and how much yeah. you would be, a, you know, a better, more whole, fulfilled, joyful person? Right. So yeah. recently I've been attempting to pass down my knowledge with my boys. Mm. Um, and, you know, for parents that are listening, I think it's super important that um, examples is the best teacher. And a lot of these things we gain from just osmosis, just from being around. Oh. A lot of my, you know, journey um, of, you know, wellness, spirituality started by, from when I was younger and when mm. my mom would play over and over Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That was mm. a constant tape that we had in our Volvo. And I heard that about a thousand times. I could probably recite, you know, lines from that book. Yes. Um, so, you know, so stuff like that provided me the foundation mm. to, for my journey later on in life. Um, so getting back to my kids, you know, the other day I was like, you know, how do I bring this to my children? How do I bring this knowledge to my children mm. to give them generational wealth? Generational wealth is not just about money. It's about thought process and, and mindset and giving them a foundation. So mm. I found that the mantras help, you know, my, obviously my nine year, my nine year old can read my four year old cannot yet. Yeah. So for him, you know, we just take time to sit. And I'm teaching him the power of just sitting mm. and sitting with yourself with nothing on. Yeah. Uh, that's a journey in itself. And that takes a lot of patience from mm -hmm. mama, but we're working on it. So th these are just other tips and tools to pass this down to, you know, to yeah. your children. Well, thank you so much for bringing that up, Kai. I mean, that to me really is the, our job as parents, um, ultimately yeah. to prepare them for a life so that when they um, become parents out of the gate, um, the gift that they're going to give their children is, is slightly less damaged than the gift our parents gave us. You know, somebody told me that, you know, we basically live the sins of our parents um, as a default. So the less we can bring that baggage along and help them be, you know, self-loving, self-aware, um, empathic, people the better parents they're going to be for their children and that, that really yeah. is the gift yeah. i'm going to plug and at this moment so i'm just going to plug at this moment eq joy which is um our emotional intelligence game for children which is going to come out soon enough oh, yeah. so just excited. oh that's great yeah is it how, 
is it's on the i'm assuming it's on the computer is it like an app no, or no it's cards it's physical oh, cards you're gonna sit around the kitchen table with your children and learn emotional intelligence together um, because we feel you know by the time you get to a teenager if you have a strong ability to manage understand and manage your emotions you're going to be so much better prepared for the the challenges that the world will throw at you people um there's no denying that the world is in a tough place right now and we're going to be faced with lots of challenges and i think emotional intelligence is one of the biggest gifts we can give mm. our children so mm. and doing mm. it through play that. doing it through play an excuse to to spend time with your children is is a gift as well in itself as you said you know just being with your four-year-old and setting that example is just so powerful so thank you for doing that yeah keep me posted about the game too i like the fact that it's not an app and that you yeah. know, you're sitting around the kitchen table because who's doing that anymore so yeah, let's bring back some old school parenting. Yeah, that yeah, we, great. I'm with it. Yeah, definitely. We, more of that coming very shortly. So, so watch out, everybody, for that one. Um, the big question that you know, it, it's not easy in the world today. We talked about you know the self love challenge that that people can have, and how do people sort of noticing all of that chaos around them? And, you know, do they feel guilty that, you know, I'm spending time on self-love and not trying to love the people in Ukraine, as an example? Um, how do you sort of deal with that conundrum and not feel guilt over this genuine investment in self-love? You know, I kind of take the model that they put, that they have on the airplane when they say to you, put the life in an event of emergency, put the life mask on yourself first before mm. you put it on somebody else. Yeah. Um, I believe that for us to give true authentic love to others, you have to love yourself first. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I put myself first in that way and then I can have true love and true compassion for others. Yeah. Um, it does, it, and you could, and you could do two things at once, right? So it's, it's, you know, if you're giving yourself self love, you can also give it out mm, to the world. We are limitless. Exactly, and and I think folks don't realize that too. That the universe creates us in this way of abundance, mm. and there is just abundance all around us. There's enough for everybody to live and eat. There's enough for everybody to be joyful. There's yeah. enough. So. Um, but getting back to your question, yeah, I think that starting with yourself first, you got to put the life mask on yourself before you, you can put it on others. And it does happen simultaneously because mm. just because I'm working on my own self-love journey doesn't mean I can't show compassion to others, but I have the foundation now for the self-love. So now I'm able to give that to others and be compassionate and give back in an authentic way. Cause if not, then it's just lip service. Right. And if you're, you know, showing folks other love and you're not showing love to yourself, that, mm. that, that, that doesn't work. And the universe wants you or source or spirit or God or whoever you talk to, mm. um, or maybe not talk to any of those things at all, but um, the universe wants that the universe wants us to want us to love ourselves and to love each other. It's kind of like uh, the balance of, of the world. Yeah, no, ultimately it, it may sound a bit of a cliche to some people, but 
I don't think to the people listening to us because they're probably all on this journey, but um, it is uh, love is the answer, right? And so whether that's love for self, love for others, love for the planet, um, it's all good. It's all good. And, and abundance is a word, you know, if we changed our mind and another, it's another podcast, but if we changed our mind from thinking of a world of scarcity to a world of abundance, everything changes. Everything changes. Exactly. Scarcity so. mentality is a real, is a real thing. Right. Yeah. And people, and I see that a lot in business, mm. right. You, you see that constantly in business, like, no, 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 that's my client or no, 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 no. And it's just a scarcity mentality. And I'm like, listen, the universe is going to provide. There's there's enough for all of us to eat. I'm not, I'm not tripping off y'all. You know, there you go. <laughs> it's all it's all it's all good. <laughs> I'm not tripping. No, and we need to break the, the system in a way and and, and create a, a different way of doing things where, you know, yes, you can generate wealth, you can be successful, but not at the expense of others. Um, it becomes, you know, lifting others up when you lift yourself up and then everybody lifts up and it's it's there's enough for that so that's the model i would like to see in business us to to get to so more cooperative thinking in a way more thinking yes you know i'm i may be the owner of this company so i'm going to you know probably earn a little bit more than everybody else but do i need to earn 300 times more than the average person am i generating really that much value compared to right the person's actually doing the work and the answer the honest answer is probably no 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 absolutely share it a bit more share it a bit more say you know maybe 20 times is enough maybe 10 times is enough maybe three times is enough. whatever it is um make it reasonable especially in today's world where we have inflation fears we have cost of energy cost of food a lot of people are genuinely going to struggle um with their with their lives and i would love to see a place where business leaders take a responsibility for that and say, well, maybe I can share a little bit more than I would have done otherwise to, to help people through these challenges. You know, and you, and you feel better when you do that. And I have a firm belief that you can never outgive the universe. Mm. You can never outgive the universe. So <laughs> earlier on in my career, um, you know, we got a decent sized contract and, you know, I, I, did the margins and did the numbers. And, you know, it was a field project where folks were out in the field. And I decided that I was going to pay a lot more money than, than usual, because I wanted to give back in that way. Cause I was like, listen, I'm already making X amount mm. of dollars. How much more do you really need? Right. So give back in that way. And you find that when you give back in that way, as a result of that, two other contracts came in, mm. right? Because I was like, here, take it. This is yeah. y'all, you'll work at this, you know, dollar amount and it's a lot higher than what it was. And, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to trust that mm. my needs are going to be taken care of. And they were, wow. so you can never outgive. I love that concept. Cause where'd you go, right? Giver. Where'd you go? What's outside of the universe? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, Right. <laughs> You can't outgive it. That's beautifully said. So you segued us into business. I just want to spend a few minutes talking about self-love in a professional context. So how do businesses benefit from, from having people in their business who have a high love of self? And what can leaders do to 
to help their their employees in this respect because i have a high love for myself i can give love to others and because i am investing in people not just money wise but because i'm investing in people i get a better response Mm. And the work is better and people feel, people feel better. People feel better when they know that they're genuinely taken care of, when they know that their, their boss, their leader, whomever really gives a damn. Mm. And that's important. And because I really give a damn about myself now, and I've done a lot of work on giving a damn, (laughs) I could now help others. And people just feel that genuine love because I truly love myself. Finally, finally. Finally. <laughs> so fine. I think so. Yeah. I think it's important for leaders to understand that providing yourself love is going to help your business grow. Mm. Because if you invest in your people, in terms of caring, loving, leading with love, I always say yeah. I like to lead with love and compassion. Mm. Yep. And yeah, things happen. And yeah, there's times you have to talk to folks and, you know, stuff like that. But for the most part, I come from a space of non-judgment and a space of love mm-hmm. and a space of, hey, listen, I haven't walked in your shoes. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to be Andrew. Mm-hmm. So tell me what, tell me what that's like. What am I, what am I, what am I missing? What can I, and also, oh, oh, here's another one. Ooh, 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 ooh. Servant leadership. I'm huge on servant leadership. Tell me more, tell me more serving others Mm. so folks that work with and for me ebony um the company um i do whatever i can to serve them so i check in with folks and i'm like what can i do to make your job easier beautiful how can i serve you better Mm. um (laughs) you know i've i've also had some uh, use some non-traditional techniques to, to assist with some because some folks feel comfortable confiding in me and I you know and I appreciate that and um, but it's like you know what can I do to make your job better I am here to serve you and if when leaders understand that we are really there to serve our people yeah you know like bingo that's when the green light went off in my head like oh wait hold on a second I'm serving you guys, right? So I do whatever I can to make, have people make their job easier or, you know, here as a sounding board or, you know, bring, I Mm. have, I encourage people to bring your authentic selves. And if we're going to have a conversation, let's have an Mm. open and honest conversation in a loving, respectful way. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that word. I also like the word empowerer. It's hard to say with the rural on it, but you know, I think leaders' roles should be empowering, that be there to empower the people um, working for Absolutely. them to do things. But we use words like leadership, which is you know we've got a got people on the lead and we're pulling them along behind us um, mm-hmm. like a dog, and then we've got management, right? So we're controlling these people, and both of those two terms need to have a big X over them in a way, right? Say so, no, we're not leading anybody here, and we're not managing is is that's not creating a joyful business environment where people want to stay and we see the result of that now 
right with one in four people wanting to change their jobs within the next 12 months mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. they're just not seeing that that joy in the workplace but again that's a whole new new podcast episode we've covered so much ground here Kaya I, I just so much enjoyed this conversation and we could go on forever I'm sure but to yeah. wrap it up in a way if you had to give our listeners three tips on practicing self-love what would be your top three tips mm, um communicate with yourself in kind positive ways the replacement for every one negative thought replace that with three positive thoughts about yourself spending quality time with yourself no you know uh no electronics just mm -hmm. no music just yourself either that's sitting in meditation or whatever the case may be and develop trust in yourself mm, by nice. honoring your commitments that's good yeah that's good so that also is saying no as well as yes exactly yeah learning when to say no setting your boundaries so so lots of things come together when we look at these different joy superpowers that it's not you're not going to get away with just one superpower folks uh, you know you're going to have to have a combination of these tools to to really help you through this journey called life so so thank you for sharing those those tips kai and and who do you follow in this area right do you have any heroes or heroines that you're oh, sort of yeah. looking at when it comes to self-love so who are your favorite I, people i do so i'm reading right now perfect love imperfect relationships hmm. and that's by john Wewood. wellwood Ooh, excuse me and it's it's about healing and your journey of self-love through healing. So mm. imper perfect love, imperfect relationships. That's powerful tool. Then I have another one. Well, my standard one, Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu. You know, I mean, this is just also for my mindfulness piece. Yes. And also um, All About Love by Bell Hooks. I'm a big Bell Hooks fan. Mm. So I appreciate her her writing, her energy, and, and what she brings to the table. She's a a uh, black feminist and she was a black feminist and you know contributed a lot to self-love self-care as it relates to women in particular so those are that's kind of what what's on my nightstand right now wonderful we will put those into the into the notes for the podcast so people can check those out and if people want to find out more about you connect with you kai how can they best do that yeah hit me up on linkedin um kai fuentes kai fuentes <laughs> just put it in that search bar and you'll see that, that you'll bar. see that big smile and, and you'll yeah. know that's the one right <laughs> then it's me <laughs> just look for the one with all that positive energy exuding from her and that's kai so thank you once again kai it's been a real pleasure talking with you today i've, I've got so much um joy from this this talk myself so i'd like to thank, thank you, you. thank you so friend. much the honor was, was really all mine thank you for having me that's wonderful. And thank you, our listeners, you know, for taking the time out of your day to, to listen to us. And if you enjoyed it, you know, please jump onto social media for a moment, not for too long. Um, and using the tag Joyce Superpower to share your own experiences with the power of self-love. And if you don't already do so, please follow the Art and Science of Joy on Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn. Thanks once again for listening. And I hope you tune in for the next episode of the Art and Science of Joy podcast. Until then, stay well, stay joyful and love yourself. <laughs>